On this episode of the Create Podcast, we sat down with the one and only Mr. Pat. Mr. Yeah. Not Mr. It's a good podcast. Yeah, it was great. That was so fun. Like, I feel so energized. I think we both kind of like have had an emotionally exhausting week at our house. We had your grandfather's memorial last week, family in town. Our oldest was in town. Like, we are tired. Yeah. But this was like so energizing and invigorating and just such a great conversation. Yeah, just such a great guy. Interesting dude. He, uh, so he teaches in the entrepreneurial program at Cal State San Bernardino. Um, was a, a DJ for a number of years. Um, was teaching there in that school. Um, starting a YouTube channel. Is actually developing a show with PBS. Um, basically kind of the Mr. Rogers of like the tech world, like Bill modern Nye day. Bill Nye the Science Guy. Yeah, Bill Nye the Science Guy. Kind of blend that together, creating a children's program. would say third to sixth, seventh grade, kind yep. of target audience. Yep. Um, we're using tech and, and, and teaching kids that whole world and exposing um, that to them through an entertaining show. Well, and showing them different career paths that they can take and teaching historical stuff and just amazing. Just like so on point and exactly like um, I think what kids are interested in right now and how they're interested in and just in a very like digestible, consumable format for them. It's exciting. Yeah, super cool. So right now you can go to the, uh, his website, mistapat.org, M-I-S-T-A-P-A-T. Um, that's kind of where they have everything right now. Um, they're creating a YouTube channel where there's going to be some animation clips um, about the show. And then they're like, I said, they're developing the show for PBS right now. So if you're interested in more information, check out the website for now and then YouTube channel to come and, and uh, more stuff like that. But can't wait to see the show. I, I I can really see it taking off. He's really wanted to incorporate his love for music and a DJ and um, love for, for kids and teaching kids and, and entrepreneurship. And I can really see all these different avenues that he's walked down and throughout his life really coming together. So exciting to see what happens. And it's happening right here in the Inland Empire. So hope you enjoy this podcast as much as we enjoyed making it. This is the Create Podcast. Yeah. Middle, you're like getting the worst of it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm, like, I'm getting the brunt of it. Yeah. yeah middle school sure. and uh, special needs first, like. Yeah. It's. Put a fork in me. I'm just, <laughs> like, literally, literally. Yeah. Driving grandma crazy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. grandma, you know, she's she doesn't own a computer. She's got the jitterbug phone, not even a smartphone, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so yeah, technology, yeah. even if it's an iPad, you know, yeah. the, the first grader knows how to operate that right. iPad better than grandma. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Anytime my kids are like, I can't log into blah, 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 blah. I'm like, Isn't that the issue? Just pretend it's Minecraft and I think you'll probably be able to figure it out. Like exactly. pretend like you care. Right, exactly. Like, pretend your, like you care. Your capability of technology so far out exceeds mine just like pretend like you care and get it done and let's move on with our lives exactly mine minecraft server down they'll yeah. figure out you bet they will anyway they, they will, will run cable themselves <laughs> yeah they will they will run cable themselves. that's funny oh minecraft is so funny to us because our older bunch of kids like were obsessed with minecraft like in 2000 11 or something obsessed oh, like wow. our he oldest like that, huh? wrote a three-page essay 
about the reasons why we should let him get his own Minecraft server. And oh. the hundreds of thousands of dollars he was going to make. Yes, he yeah. was going to make <clears throat> make all the dollars. Oh, yeah. And yeah. we were like, yeah, that's a hard no. Um, but they were, like, obsessed with Minecraft. And then it kind of went away for a long time. And then it, like, came back. And our big kids are totally playing with the fourth grader now. <laughs> like, they, like, they're obsessed. They play Minecraft. I, like, have to tell them all to go to bed. Cause oh, they're, that's like, funny. Playing Minecraft, yeah, it's funny. It's the gift that keeps on giving. Yeah. It's the game that, and it's so dumb. Like, do your kids play it? Right? It's like the dumbest yeah. game. I mean, yeah. it's not the dumbest game. Crap all but over visually, it. it's the dumbest game. <laughs> like, right. looking it's at it. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's funny. Yeah. It shows how much or little I know. Like, do they put out new versions of Minecraft? Like, other games? Or, like, yeah, they do. Yeah, they'll, add, yeah. Add, they'll add, where like, they a new can add new updates. features. They have yeah. updates, basically. Yeah. 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 Okay. Updates, yes. Is the right. Yeah. I know. We were at a photo shoot one day, and somebody's, like, little kid was talking about Minecraft and. I can't, somebody asked, and so I like kind of started describing Minecraft, and Antonio was like, "Whoa, she like really knows a lot about <laughs> Minecraft." I'm like, "Dude, you don't even know. I Minecraft stopped. has been my life for a decade. <laughs> I have people, our kids, just like talk to me about stuff I don't care about, like nonstop. So I'm like an expert in a lot of things I don't really care about." Yeah, I stopped playing video games at the first Tony Hawk Pro Skater. I think that yeah, was. Yeah, that's <clears throat> that's where it went sideways for you. No. Our kids are still obsessed with, like, our kids were going off on a rampage the other day because, like, they haven't updated Skate 3 in 10 years. Or <laughs> I heard they're making a new one, though. Yeah. And a Tony Hawk. Yeah. So I might have to... You might have to jump back dust in. Dust off the controller and... I yeah. don't play with our kids because they could, like, go pro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you have three kids? Three. Three, yeah. yeah. And the oldest is how old? Uh, he is 13. 13, oh, yeah. yeah. Eighth grade. Yeah. Yeah. Stinky. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. There you go. Like, look, you know, could you comb your hair? I mean, now that they're in the virtual school. Oh, yeah. They don't oh, care. all bets are off. Oh, my God. They gosh. don't care even when they're at school. Like, oh. like I said, no, you, you can, you know, you can look like you're from San Bernardino, but you don't have to. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to smell like <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> right. Like, yeah. change those, those, you know, yeah. those pajamas. I mean, we're not going outside with, the, you know, wearing your <laughs> Superman pajamas. Yeah. <laughs> No, everyone else can do that, but not us. We're not yeah. doing that. We will not um, be doing that. Exactly. I'll make you wear corduroy like I used yeah. to. <laughs> the good old days. Yeah. Oh, good old corduroy. So did you grow up in Southern California? Yes. Yeah. Yes. South South Los Angeles. Yes. Very cool. They call, now they call it South Los Angeles because the, the homes that I grew up in, which were like you know, 1,100 square foot, three bedroom, one bath. You know, now that's $750,000, right? So now it's South Los Angeles, but back yes. then it was South Central Los Angeles, yes. predominantly uh, African-American. Yeah. But, you know, my parents, we kind of landed there because I, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm basically multiracial. Yeah. So my dad's black, my mom's Japanese. And a lot of people don't know that back then in that area, there were a lot of Asians. Yeah. Huh. A lot. I mean, they, I, they actually had like big movie theaters that that were Japanese and subtitle. And so it was a huge Asian community. Huge. My neighbor across the street was, and this is really rare, he was a Japanese, uh, basically, landscaper. Hmm. Yeah. What we call landscaper, you know, yeah, he just yeah. mows the grass. 
but he was into like bonsai trees and yeah. his, everything was like He's it was Mr. almost Miyagi like a religion to him yeah, yeah. right uh, so well, mr miyagi yeah, that's yeah. exactly what he was a uh, mr miyagi <laughs> yeah. you know him and his i would see him and his wife out outside uh, on their lawn uh, weeding the grass and on their knees for hours by hand Stuff out. Our ki- our big boys are gonna <laughs> forever that? tell the story about Mark sending them <laughs> into the backyard to like uh, clip the grass with scissors. Do you remember this? The children, our well, children, not, can't stop talking about it. Of it course, was, they remember it a little incorrectly. I didn't make them shocker. mow the whole lawn. No, with no, scissors. no. It was just like <laughs> yeah. they were edging. It was like down our a edger, staircase. Our edger was broken, and you know there were four of them, all yeah. teenagers, right? And they didn't quite do as much work as my dad made me do all the labor of my dad slave labor my dad put me into so i would have moments of i'm going to teach them what it means to work today <laughs> and so the edger's broken and we had four pairs of scissors so i'm like made them basically go along all all the you know the sides and the edges and grass and cut it and figure hey it's not going to take them that long there's four of them it but didn't take they, them that long but um that's going to be there like I had to walk to school uphill both ways and in the snow. Scissors, like yeah. when they're adults, they're like, they still talking about it. They're like, remember that time dad made us like cut the grass with actual scissors? <laughs> <laughs> You're a legend. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Give you some character. Yeah. 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 You've got a little Mr. Miyagi yeah. in you. I was obsessed when that movie came out. Wax I remember oh, Karate Kid. Me and all my friends getting together and watching it. And at the end of the crane kick, we rewound it like four hundred times. <laughs> to watch it <clears throat> on the VHS. We rewind it, rewind it. Yeah, it is the best. Yeah, and then and then I was obs- I wanted a bonsai tree so bad. <laughs> I know you got that's kind of like that's the my closest homage to a bonsai got, tree. Yeah, yeah. homage to a bonsai. I remember my aunt bought me one and I had no idea how to take care of it, so it died like so fast. Same here. Yeah, that's yep, exactly. There were probably so many bonsai trees like after that movie. So like, exactly, kind of like, yeah, <laughs> kind of like 101 Dalmatians right. when everybody wanted a Dalmatian, <laughs> a Dalmatian right. and then they yeah. didn't want to keep them so the there was this like, were hard for exactly. bonsai trees bonsai thought, trees and Dalmatians I thought bonsai trees are like cactus you know it's like they were just yeah. just there and yeah. they just lived on air yeah, air. <laughs> air and love exactly yeah they live on air and my adoration for it yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny uh, uh, so is the main thing you're doing right you're developing a, a TV show right Kids right, yeah. uh, you're right, exactly. That's that's the main thing is a TV show. And uh, I founded a nonprofit that's kind of attached to that. Yeah. So that's a whole process we can get into, but it's it's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. How did that, how'd that start? How'd the nonprofit start? How'd you get into that? Wow. Wow. Um, well, it, it, it actually comes from my uh, research mm-hmm. into this whole idea of creating a TV show, a kid's TV show. Um, which is a whole nother process. But I found out through my research that um, uh, you guys remember Sesame Street? Yep. yep. Oh, yeah. Right? Sesame Street was founded by a nonprofit. Hmm. Mm. So a nonprofit created Sesame Street. Uh, everyone remembers Mr. Rogers, at least, you know, yep. everyone you know, yeah. our age, right? Yeah. So, again, Mr. Rogers created a nonprofit, and that funded hmm. Mr. Rogers. Then 20 years later, a guy comes around named Bill Nye. Yep. Bill Nye, the, the science, science guy. guy. Yeah. He created a nonprofit, got grant money to put that on. So hmm. I'm like, that's the way. Yeah. So on a little side note, 
I, I teach entrepreneurship at Cal State San Bernardino. That's cool. So I have that kind of business yeah. acumen, right? I, so I am like the biggest supporter of Cal State San Bernardino because I did my first three years there, moved, ended up graduating at University of Was- University of Washington, but the education that I got at Cal State like so far surpassed wow. the teaching that I got. Well, because everybody, I have a psychology degree. Okay. So everybody at UW was so focused on research and publishing and the teachers at Cal State are there to teach. Like yeah. they're there. I just, I had the best experience there. Yeah. Yeah. So that's I, cool. I hear that a lot. I love, I love that you're there. I know we have kids that are all like in that figuring out college age. Um, and I'm like, listen, I don't know that there's a better education than the Cal State system because the it's so inexpensive. Yeah. Relatively. And the teachers are there to freaking teach. Right. You know, I, I'm I'm one of those like uh, bargain shoppers. Yeah. So when it comes yeah. to value, there's Cal no State better value than the Cal State system. Be beaten whatsoever. Yep. And their yeah. entrepreneurship program <clears throat> is awesome. They they <clears throat> actually just launched literally <clears throat> like a month ago the School of Entrepreneurship. So wow. they, have, they own own college now of entrepreneurship. That's amazing. Is, yeah. Because that's the hot thing. Yeah. Yep. All of these kids, you know, they grew up on Shark Tank. Yep. Right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, my kids, the same thing. You know, their their favorite their favorite shows are like adult shows. Yeah. They yeah. like the cooking shows, the competitions, yes. Shark Tank, and everybody wants to own their own business and become the next Mark Zuckerberg. Yep. yep. Uh, and that's it's reflected in, in the students there. Well, and even if you're not going to end up doing that, entrepreneurship teaches you so many amazing life skills and just working for someone else skills and just hustling and just getting it done like it's yeah it's an amazing program that probably like brings together so many holes that people had in their other areas of education right so you know, going with that background, that's when I said, okay, we're going to start a nonprofit because our long-term goal is to get grant money to fund a TV show because yeah. it's going to be expensive and just trying to, to raise it. Uh, I didn't want to be in the business of raising money right. instead of having a nonprofit that's actually you know going to do some good work. So yeah. the the nonprofit is called the Mr. Pat Project. I love that. Okay, and, and it all has to do with this character, Mr. Pat, which I created that teaches kids you know, not only like entrepreneurship, but gets them interested in science and technology and engineering and math. And all of this is because of my youngest at the time, who his name was Logan. So this is a great story because he's four years old. He was our first. You know, you're, you're a new parent. You know, you don't know what, what kids are capable of. And we didn't realize it, but this guy was was a gifted kid. Like he was a, a, a genius on, on any scale. So by the time he was in third, three years old, he was already reading chapter books. Wow. Now, I don't remember reading chapter books. I remember digging in my nose at, the, <laughs> at three years old, but not digging into books and reading them. Yeah, that's crazy. So uh, just one day out of the blue, this kid said, Daddy, I want to be a, com- a computer programmer. And now he's four. Yeah. So I'm thinking to myself, well, you know, what? I wouldn't put it past this kid. He might <laughs> actually want to be this. So I started looking online. You know, you're a new parent. You know, he's the, he's yeah. the first one. You, you know, don't by know the what third you don't know. one, we don't care at that right. time. Right. But by by the first one, I don't know. Maybe he could do this stuff. So, 
started getting some library books for him, like way above his his grade level. And he's he, which he's, his grade level was zero, right? Because he's four, he's not even in school, <laughs> right? Right. So I gave him a book. He started reading the book. He actually ran his first program. Wow! At four years old on a computer, and I don't. I'm not sure he knew what he was doing, but he knew how to follow directions because right. that's what the book told right. him to do. Right. So that led to me at that time I was a student at Cal State San Bernardino yeah. in, in the MBA program for entrepreneurship. And one of the class projects was you have to create a business. You have ten weeks. Back then there were quarter wow. systems. Yeah. So I'm mm-hmm. thinking, what the hell what am I gonna do? I don't know, you know. Yeah. And then I thought, hey, what about that thing that my son was talking about because I had looked into it and yeah. I couldn't find anything that was teaching kids computer programming at pretty much not even at that age right except for some very super expensive camps yeah. that are at Stanford right. and UCLA they were like five six seven thousand dollars I'm like okay that's way above my pay grade that's not gonna happen yeah long story short turn that class project into a real company student-led company wow. and that company still exists today it's called kids that code that's amazing and that yeah that launched the whole thing and that kind of goes into this tv show idea yeah uh, that kind of that was a, a a thing that was kind of accidental too I, I knew as an entrepreneur you have to have a network so i was always networking with people promoting this kids that code thing yeah uh, and you know yeah. now it's expanded to uh, different school districts, after school programs. They got uh, workshops on college campuses and everything. Yeah. But uh, back then, I was at a business meetup, and this guy who's sitting next to me, you know, if you go to those business meetups, they always go around the table. Right. Who are you? Where are you what from? What do you do? What do you do? Right. And I, I said that. The guy next to me said, Hey, you know what? I, I, I'd like to talk to you. So he happened to be from uh, KVCR, which is the local PBS station for all of San Bernardino County and wow. all of Riverside County. So together, that's the biggest like Yeah, that's a lot area of that's a lot of eyeballs. For one for one PBS show. So yeah. he dragged me in there and uh, he was gonna he said, I just want to do like a local story on you guys. Sound you know, it's a great story. Yeah. And as I was talking he, he, I I'll never forget he asked me, he said, So what else? Is there anything else you want to talk about? And I said, You know what? I do these career day uh, presentations because I figured out when I was promoting kids at code you couldn't get into a school elementary school to promote your business because we were a for-profit right. right but then I got this bright idea that every school has career day and all the time they're hitting up parents and community people hey can you come and talk to the kids I went there you go yeah I'm gonna create a PowerPoint presentation. I'm gonna call it Cool Careers in Technology That's and awesome. show these kids all this cool stuff that I I literally just ripped the videos off YouTube. Yeah. Because I knew they weren't seeing it. Right. I was seeing it because I I, I followed this stuff. I was kinda of like a basically a nerd, you know, and I was into tech. And I'm like, all oh, these cool robots and drones and stuff. So one thing led to another. I'm showing this 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 presentation to him. So he stops me. He says, Hey, let me bring in my my general manager. Brings a general manager, director of, the, uh, of, of television, and also uh, the accountant girl. I'm like, oh, you're bringing the purse lady. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> We're getting serious. We're getting serious, We're getting right? Money. <laughs> right, right. So I, sh- I show them the presentation that I uh, showing the kids, and all of a sudden the, the general manager gets up and goes, I love this show. I want it. And <laughs> Ralph is the guy that invited me. I'm like, Ralph, what is he talking about? He's like, he likes your show. 
I'm like, well, what does that mean? When yeah. he likes the show, he's like, he he wants it yeah. now. Of course, I didn't have a TV show. I wasn't there pitch a show. Yeah. But that got me. I, I asked Ralph. I said, is he serious? He's like, no, he's serious. In fact, the guy asked me, the, the general manager asked me, hey, you know, I think that we can go national, even international with this type of show. And I'm like, wow. So my head's swimming and I'm thinking, hmm, I never thought of myself as a, a host of a kid's show. Yeah. But that sounds pretty cool. Yeah. Because my background, I, you know, I was, I was saying that I was a, a, a full-time nightclub DJ for many, many years, like yeah. decades. So I'm kind of used to you know, being yeah. that guy in yeah. front of people. And Listen, stuff. there's a lot of skill set overlap between nighttime DJ and dealing with kids. Like, there's yeah. a lot of similarities. Me, yeah, there. that's why I tell them, get a drink. <laughs> <laughs> Last call. <laughs> Finish yeah. up your sippy guy. Drunk, drunk adults, toddlers, exactly. young kids. Exactly. Let me yeah. rub a little tequila on your teeth. <laughs> Go to sleep. Yeah, but uh, so one thing led to another, and that's where they got this whole ball rolling. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to really do this yeah and that's where the non-profit came in and now we're you know developing the show i have like and of course you know I, I tell my entrepreneur students like you don't have to know about what the industry you're going into is there plenty of people like that take right. me for instance i knew nothing about television production or any of that stuff but just so happened through my networking and networking people that guy that invited me from kvcr i later found out that him and his wife are Emmy award-winning producers. Oh, wow. They are helping to develop this show now. That's amazing. All through networking and connecting. Yeah. And and as I as I bring people on on board, you know, this this thing just kind of develops more and more. So that's where we're doing that. That's kind of like our long long-term program and we're going to be launching a YouTube yeah. uh, channel. That's that's the one that we're really excited about now because yeah. it's here and now and it's it's lot easier yeah. and a lot less expensive. Yeah. Well, and honestly, like our 10-year-old, like I mean, it's been his goal to become a YouTuber since he was he's the youngest of six kids. So, I think he was 4 when he developed his life goal of becoming a YouTuber. But like YouTube is where his eyeballs are, you know? <laughs> like he couldn't find a show on PBS to save his life. Right. Right now. But if you're on a YouTube if you get a successful YouTube you can bet your buttons that that kid is going to be figuring out how to get his eyeballs on PBS and watch it. You know, like I think that there's so much opportunity for synergy, you know, like pulling kids from YouTube back to right. more public television. Stuff. Are you, exactly. It's huge. Are you thinking you're going to put the show on YouTube as well or just promote it through YouTube to get them to go to PBS? Or? It's a mini version of the show. Yeah. Okay. So it's like a three minute bite of what the show the will be. Yeah. yeah. Like a clip. Right. Yeah. Uh, a little because, you know, that the attention span is, a, yep. is another thing. But it's kind of funny because I, I, you know, my family is not rich by any means. So I always make fun of my kids. I said, Oh, you you're the poor kids who watch rich kids rich kids play. <laughs> Opening with crap. Exactly. You're watching that Ryan kid right. open a million toys. Exactly. You yeah. can't afford the Barbie mansion, <laughs> but you can at least watch. Yeah. I said, it's I didn't the, even have that. It's the weirdest weirdest. The unboxing that kids are like super so addicted to is the weirdest thing to me. But they're it's, all like super into it. It's weird, but I get it. Like I've watched Casey Neistat open hundreds of boxes, yeah. probably. Like, right, yeah. right. Yeah, it's it's. 
I don't know the whole. Are your sisters into the unboxing? What are your little sis? What's your littlest sister into on the YouTube's these days? Yeah, like Minecraft and like Minecraft. People yeah. just playing video games for hours. Yeah. She was listening to some guy talk about like his college stories, and I was like, "You're not in college." Yeah, you know? you're like, uh, "You're ten." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah. Yeah, YouTube. It's YouTube. Uh, if YouTube were to start like their own elementary school or education oh, for department, reals, though. It, it would be over. For right? reals. So yeah. I I know that's where the eyeballs are, and that's yeah. where the kids are. Yeah. Amongst all the other social media. Right. Right. But um, I, I knew that that's where we needed to go, and we also want to kind of test out things. Yeah. yeah. So that that's another. It's brilliant. Way. Yeah. How far along are it's you brilliant. guys? We're right now. We're just kind of put, putting together the uh, the, the, ep the episodes, you know, um, storyboarding it. We're actually testing with animation. Yeah. So we have a Mr. Pat, my my face animated, and uh, that's really really that's cool. That's awesome. In fact, that's probably the direction that we're go we're going to be going. Yeah. We're trying to find like uh, animators, and I'm really really big on using uh, giving people opportunities. So yeah. We have internships, so college students can come in and help us with a whole variety of things. That's amazing. But and that. That's what you want to do. You know, you kind of want yeah. to pay it forward. And I found that the uh, volunteers are way better than paid people. <laughs> they care more. True. They care, yeah. Yeah, when they're, when they're behind what you do, yeah. they'll work like a full-timer, no problem, and you don't have to worry about pay. Because as you know, as a, a business owner, yeah. you got to pay everybody. Uh, unfortunately, when it comes to like even internships, uh, at, even at Cal State San Bernardino and mostly all colleges and universities, you have to pay interns, which is good and bad. It's good for them, but they don't really have the skill level where I can give you $15 an hour. At that point, I'm going to find someone who really does know yeah. what they're doing. Yeah. Right. It's a balancing act for it, sure. It, it, it really is. It really is. So what's your target age for the show? The target age is around third grade to eighth grade. Yeah. But mainly third grade to sixth grade. Yeah. Here's one thing I found out during those career day presentations. I was doing them for years and I was doing dozens and dozens and dozens because, you know, every school had one. Right. right. I found out that these kids are totally disconnected with what they're using as technology and how it became to be. Oh, for sure. Right. It's like for sure. They have no clue. So if you it, right now, the big thing is teaching kids coding. Yeah. Let's teach kids coding how to be a computer programmer. But if you ask them, can you point to a computer programmer? And they're like, I don't know. Yeah. I, you know, you can they'll point to any YouTube star. Right. Right. They, they can see that process, but they can't see the process of of what it what it takes to become a computer computer programmer. Yeah. Now, also, I'm uh, working in the San Bernardino school district primarily. Right. So uh, a lot of a lot of kids of color. A lot of kids that are on like uh, reduced or free lunch, right? So they don't have a lot of money. Again, the disconnect. Now, like I've never seen uh, an engineer that looked like me, right? So that's what the show is going to do. Is going to show them that's these people amazing. because they need that relationship, yeah. And they don't have it whatsoever, whatsoever. Yeah. And that's what I I found out, and I came up with this idea of kids can't be what they can't see. Yep. And that kind of again is the driving force. Uh, with the with the uh, TV show and and the YouTube um, channel, yeah. I love that. That's Ours. amazing because you're you're basically <clears throat> showing them that it's within their reach, you know. Because if they don't they don't have that, they're not making that connection in their mind. You could be this is something I'm interested in, right? But creating you know a picture of 
this is what it looks like. Right. And, and it's within your reach. Like it's something yeah. you could actually do. Huge. It's funny. Yeah. So when I was with Kids That Code, I resigned uh, at Kids That Code so I could do this project full time. It was just too hard trying to juggle right. both. But one thing, like we would teach kids um, computer programming using a different software. But one software we used was Minecraft. Yeah, you and bet. We suckered them into using Minecraft. But did you know that a lot of kids, especially the, the hardcore kids that really love playing it, and I think you had mentioned before that your son or, or uh, one of your children yeah. uh, wanted to build their own Minecraft server. Yeah. Right? So we found out that kids really wanted to be, you know, build their Minecraft server. Well, yeah. what does that mean? That means you got to know about networking. Yeah. You can be a network administrator. So they would literally watch YouTube videos and we would start teaching them how to build their own Minecraft server. So again, right there, you're saying, hey, these kids have the ability yep. to learn this, like what we would consider as adults, like that's way above your your, right. your ability, but it's not for them. Right. When they have incentive to do it. Yep. I want to create a Minecraft server so all my friends can play. That's yep. enough incentive that they need. But what they don't realize is that that is a real career, dude. Yep. That's like, you know, sixty, a hundred thousand dollar network administrator job that we can be teaching kids in elementary school. Forget mm -hmm. middle school and high school. And that's the other thing I found out. So I'm going to these schools, I'm doing the same presentation, whether they're in kindergarten or whether they're in middle school and when in high school. And I found a huge drop off by sixth grade. Yeah. Sixth grade, third grade to sixth grade, they're excited. They love watching my videos and stuff. By seventh and eighth grade middle school, they're they're already too too cool for school. They're a hormonal disaster <laughs> in seventh and eighth grade, and that's all they can be. Right, exactly. <laughs> you know, there, there are the one kids, the kids that that really kind of gravitate to it and love tech and stuff like that. Yeah. By high school, forget about it. Yeah. Right? That so I already knew if you're gonna do this, you need to get it while yep, while, while, so hot, while they're mm. really really into this stuff. That's and so that's, true. That's the the elementary school age. Absolutely. Well, and the, I think that the amazing thing about coding is that it teaches kids a different way of thinking. And when they're able to see mm -hmm. the amount of control that they're able to have over a technological system in such like simple terms, right? They're, they just like see the world differently. You know, like our generation kind of like grew up, We we always say we grew up with a, analog childhood and a digital adulthood. <laughs> right, right. And it was just kind of like mysterious, you know, like it would never occur to me to like stick my hand in the computer and start unplugging right. things and plugging them back in. But one of our kids, one of our 19 year olds is just like very technologically minded. Like mm -hmm. he went through and like uh, completely like cleaned out my computer. I don't know that he even told you that he did this. <laughs> cleaned my whole computer with like one of those dust sprayer things right. unplugged everything plug made it more efficient and you know so i think that there's something when you understand like how coding works and at its like most base simple it's right. this amazing foundation that you have to build you know and what you're doing with like taking that base foundation and like you can go here with it and here and here and here and here that i think it's so amazing for kids to take the things that they have natural aptitudes for right and be able to have a career because there's you know I think that there's so much there's a lot of negative things that have come from you know like our kids generation of technology and social media and but there's a lot of really positive things that have come right. from their very digital upbringing and so I think you're doing such a great job of harnessing the things that are good 
in this unique generation and like helping them use it. They have one big, big advantage that I didn't have. They have YouTube. So basically they have right. the internet, right? Right. So I had in the, I had encyclopedias. Yeah. You <laughs> right? If I wanted to know something, yeah, I was like going and trying to find it in the alphabetized book right. to yeah. read this much information. Exactly. You know, we had the Dewey Decimal System yeah. and things like that. Yeah. Now, anything they want to learn, they can learn from yeah. someone who's an expert or at least doing something like yeah. that. So they, they're developing skills. And this is this is the real big thing. You know who's a big proponent of what I'm doing uh, are people from the county, San Bernardino County, Riverside County. Workforce development people are yeah. all behind what I'm yeah. doing because they realize, look, the kid that's in fourth, fifth grade, you snap a finger, they're already in high school. By that time, you snap a finger again, they're looking for a job. Yeah, yeah. So if this kid is in like third or fourth grade, and you mentioned YouTube, right? So my, my kids are also into YouTube. Like whose kids aren't into YouTube, right? Right, right. But now they want to put together their own YouTube show. And then they start figuring out, wow, in order for me to do that, I need to know something about video editing. Yep. So what do they do? They start Googling <laughs> it, right? And yep. they, they either Final Cut Pro or some other. Uh, so they start learning the software in fourth grade. Yep. I said, those are employable skills. Yes. And that's what I'm really trying to push now. Like these kids, you're really underestimating what they can do. Right. Like they can do this stuff. Now. Well, and even I think having the skill of research, like I don't care what it is, having like our exactly. research skills useless <laughs> in this environment like number one the amount of like i said the amount of information that you were able to get a, from an encyclopedia not really that helpful right who even has when was the last time you even saw an encyclopedia exactly. like but the skill of knowing like knowing that you can access the information and empowering yourself like our 17 year old mark's grandfather passed away in February and we had his memorial this past weekend and um, so each of our boys got to kind of pick one of his pieces of jewelry and so our 17 year old got one of his watches and it was too big so that kid sits down and we're like okay well yeah we'll need to go to the jeweler you know us like parents of the 80s right we'll need to go to the jeweler and get it sized no no a thumbtack in YouTube and his watch fits perfectly <laughs> like he totally like got on YouTube and removed one of the links and you know, like I think that the skill of being able to find the information is so huge. Yeah, yeah. I, it's amazing. I, I would have done so much better in school. I know you would have been amazing because I'm, yeah, I'm not a reader and I can't like instructions. Whether it's putting together a bike or a refrigerator, or whatever it mm -hmm. is, like it's painful for me to have to read instructions. I just don't process that way. So like I fixed our our washer machine <clears throat> wasn't working and. YouTube helped me fix there it. You go. Like, yeah. I just sit down and watch a video and it just it's easy. It's it's like, okay, this this makes sense this makes sense. Yeah. But I think one of the things that really excites me about what you're doing is that you, kids are all coming from such different places, right? And right. You, you have the kid like like we have one kid like the one she's talking about where he's he's gonna figure it out. He's ambitious, he's even if he doesn't have someone pushing him, yeah. he's he, he knows what he likes. He's taught himself how to do video editing, and he's a musician. He writes and he records, and there you go. And we've been there to help them, but most of the time he's already ahead of, you know, of, of us helping him. But then you have some kids, and I was more like this kid, where have you know a certain ability, but may, as a young kid, for various reasons, don't have the confidence or don't mm -hmm. don't have the the self 
just that confidence that brings out self-motivation, right. you know, to for it to be, be possible where mm-hmm. as well, an adult an access to. Yeah. And access as an adult had to do like if I would have I can look at so many different times in my life. And now as as an entrepreneur over the last <clears throat> 15 years and businesses we've built as an adult, I had to like learn so many different skills and, right. and who I am. So like that group of kids, what you're doing that just needs someone to notice, you know, what their gifting is, whether and and show them the opportunity. Hey, this could be you. Like this is possible. Yeah. It's really cool. Yeah, and and that's what that's kind of when when I was uh, with kids at Code. You know, of course we didn't know what we were doing. We we're just students right out of college that, at that time. But we realized that like we were getting these parents who were enrolling their kids, which was a thrill on right. its own. Right. But then we like we we noticed some trends. Well, yeah. You're like, this trend, is actually working. Yeah. Not only is it working, <clears throat> but for instance. Uh, the girls were way better than the boys yeah. in general with understanding the coding and the logic behind it. Right. I'm like, oh, that's interesting. Another thing, our best students uh, were autistic. For or sure. On that spectrum. Oh, all day long. All yeah. day long. You know, they, yeah. they of course, uh, socially, not great. Yeah. But you put a computer in front of them and give them uh, instructions on what to do. Yeah. They're through that stuff. Yeah. So and then it didn't matter whether they were white, black, Hispanic. It didn't matter. I mean, it, it was like the whole, and they all, like you were saying, um, learned differently. So some kids were more visual. Other kids, you know, just took off and ran and were way ahead of the instructors. And that's, a, that's another thing that we figured out as we were building this business. We started uh, recruiting like uh, uh, college students, which was our main right. uh, uh, instructors. But at first it was uh, students from computer science. Uh, who we thought, well, you know, computer science, right. they know this computer programs. Right. Yeah. It worked to a certain degree. However, the problem was like you have to, you, number one, you have to be able to work with kids. Right. And a lot of the, the students that we were uh, recruiting right. were very introverted. Right. So there was that, that disconnect. Right. But we stumbled upon students who are learning game development. You bet. And we, we were pulling, and we still to this day uh, recruit a lot from community colleges, Norco College in yeah. particular. So these are basically big kids. Yep. They play the same games that the little kids play. Yep. So they were totally connecting because they, they understood the language. They yeah. spoke each yeah. other's language. Uh, and, That's and, brilliant. Yeah, You remember when uh, Pokemon was really, really big? Yes. Um, and everyone was going all over yes. people's backyards yes. to find whatever charms and stuff. Yes. So we, we, I'm walking uh, uh, to uh, our car. It was me and a couple of co-founders and a group of our instructors, all young guys, college, game, all game development students. Yeah. And we're walking in our cars, and these guys are taking off, walking yep. off in a different direction. I'm, we're like, hey, where are you going? Got to catch them all. <laughs> exactly. They're doing Pokemon. I bet like, they are. Okay. It's actually, our kids were like way into it. So that's another area that I'm not interested in that I know a lot about. Um, <laughs> it's yeah. actually super fun. Like when you like kind of just like nerd out and get super into it, like you meet like our 10 year old who I think was like seven at the time when <laughs> right. our bigger boys were super into it. Like that kid was able to like walk up to a crowd of adults and be like, hey, are you guys here to catch the fire, the shiny Charizard? <laughs> and he's like totally like captivated this group of adults. Right. Did you Pokemon go? Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Right. Like it gets so fun. You meet like total like weirdo nerds that have, have like this is their first time being out. I mean, kudos to Pokemon Go. Right, right. This is their first time like in the wild in decades. Like, 
<laughs> and they're like all connecting and meeting and it I, like big props to Pokemon Go because like they did such an amazing thing. Like I wish that they would like put some new Pokemon in the wild or something. Am I saying, am I using the words right? Like, yeah, you, are. But, um, you know, but you take that idea and then kids can learn from that because they're playing Pokemon Go yeah. and they start digging into yeah. it and they realize, okay, well, this thing works with GPS because yep. of GPS yep. and you got this geofencing and all yep. sorts of ideas that's yep. way above their, 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 their skill level, yeah. but they start learning about it right. and understanding how it works. I'm like, my my goodness, you know, if I if I could start a startup with kids, I'd do it. Right, yeah. right, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. yeah, I'm I'm excited for this generation of kids. I think that they are gonna like really change the world because they're just the way that they think is so just innovative, and you know, like they don't, you know, like we talk about the analog childhood right. was so the amount of information that we had access to was minuscule yeah in comparison we had we heard this funny story over the weekend because we were together with the family for this memorial and our niece is in first grade and is she kindergarten or first she's in first grade i think so and <clears throat> there's a kid in her class that like gets a ton of facts off of youtube mm, like he's the mm. fact guy <laughs> And so her teacher every morning, do you want to tell this story? No. He's like the Jerry Maguire kid. He is. Beast yeah. He's like, fear. yeah, the human head weighs eight <coughs> pounds. Um, so the teacher like lets him tell a fact. He's, mm, she's like, Jim okay. Bob, whatever his name is. Uh, what's your fact for today? And he tells a fact every morning. So the other day, she, the kid goes, she's like, okay, what's your fact for today? And he goes, sharks have two penises. <laughs> <laughs> and... <laughs> Our niece is just Oops. like the most like black and white, super dry, like just she's matter the funny fact. matter of fact, she's like the funniest, like she has this beautiful long red hair. And I guess under her breast, she goes, well, that was inappropriate. <laughs> <laughs> That's just, funny. Like the access, the amount of information that like, I can't even tell you where I would have accessed the information that sharks have two penises in the first grade. <laughs> like it would never have happened. Exactly. The amount of information that they have access to is just like incomparable to any other generation. Right. I hope you didn't them. explain why they needed to. I, yeah. I hope you didn't get into that Listen, much detail. Listen, in the first grade, <laughs> if you had said the word penis to me, like, you know, like, yeah, there's I just... I would have just laughed. There's a lot... You would have laughed. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> listen, in the first... I mean, I had younger brothers, so I guess it wouldn't have been that traumatic, but hmm. just the amount of information that they have access to is just incomparable. Well, right. and even like... I look at our 10-year-old and then our other bunch, which are between like 16 and 21, they're kind of all lumped together. Even the difference between the way they grew up and the way he's grown up, where yeah. I feel like technology, a lot of it was still kind of being introduced and developed to them to right. a certain extent. But with our 10-year-old, the way it is now in terms of technology is pretty much the way it's been since he was able to consume it and be a part of it. Oh, yeah. yeah. Remember so, when he was like... Un like he was one years old and he could unlock my phone yeah <laughs> like, yep. doo -doo -doo -doo, like but it's it's crazy to see just between a, a 10 year old and a 17 year old like all the advancements of yeah, technology the and the changed. world that changed during that time frame how different he grew up than just those kids just a few years older than him were so many times with him like i can't even count how many times we would one of us would say where did you hear that like right. you shouldn't have that information right. you know 
and a lot of it some of it was because he had older siblings yeah um, but a lot of it was just the access that he had to where if he was if he was interested in a subject or a thing he could get all the information he wanted so right. he was interested in wolves at one point huskies right. so we ended up getting a husky and he like had all this information and still right. now like Oh yeah, yesterday, uh, well he learned a couple weeks ago that you that dogs can't eat grapes. Mm. So yesterday the 19 year old was eating pineapple and the dog's like kind of walking, the husky's walking through the kitchen and the 19 year old looks at Thatcher, the 10 year old. Thatcher, can dogs eat pineapple? Thatcher's like, they can eat the inside the same thing that humans can eat. <laughs> off, off we go. Yeah. Just like, just yeah. the depth of knowledge. My, my son's that that kid, the, yeah. the one that's all knowing. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's gifted, but I also tell other kids because I tell his story. I said he wasn't born with that knowledge. Right. Right. <laughs> he he got that right. knowledge. You know, he's right. the one. While you guys are playing Minecraft all day, he's you know going through YouTube and different channels and researching stuff and just putting this stuff yep. in his brain. He he knows how to. Like you know, regurgitate it right back to you. <laughs> right, right. And he looks like he looks like a, a star, yeah. which is really going to help him later on in life. You know, with the ladies, I hope. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not, because he's still awkward. But you know, you can use that to your advantage. He's thirteen. He's thirteen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He'll figure it out. Yeah, he'll figure out. He'll figure it out. Figure it out. <laughs> he's at the apex of awkward. Yes, yes, and and he's still into the technical stuff like that. So I'm like, oh, good. Yeah, good, good. You know, just, just stay put nerdy. off the opposite sex. Stay off world. Stay yeah. nerdy. Stay nerdy. Exactly. Yeah. But, you know, nerdy is a thing. That's the cool thing to it be is. now is nerdy. It is. Oh, my <clears throat> gosh. It's like if this has ever been a time to be a nerd, this is it. Is. it. Yeah. Well, I think that they like em I think it's really cool the way that they like embrace their nerdiness. And they're like, you know, yes, I'm a nerd about Star, War Star Wars. You're a nerd about Huskies. You're, you know, like, yeah that I think that they embrace it in a way that just wasn't a choice and, for and a I, long time. I tell my kids and I also tell the kids, you know, you got to embrace what you are. They said, it, because if you're tired of kids making fun of you, all you have to do is start making fun of yourself. Yep. And then there's no more joke. Yep. Just embrace it. You, you beat them to the joke. Right. You know, oh, hey, I peed in my pants. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, wasn't that funny? Check it out. It's true, though. It's yeah. true. And they probably learned from me because I do the same thing. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, yeah, daddy didn't make it to the bathroom completely, but that's all right. It happens. It happens. <laughs> so, yeah, wow. I, I love think, that. I think that's one of the with kids now and the environment they're growing up in where it's, I think it's just much safer for them to be who they are, you know, and, and to like what they like. Right. Like I, I had times going through my twenties <clears throat> and thirties of realizing and embracing things that, you know, like I collect toys and like, it sounds weird, but for a long time, I like, I wouldn't really talk about that because, right. you know, it didn't really fit the perception of who I thought I was or I wanted to be. Well, but. even like you had this like <clears throat> major realization, like even in your 40s where you were like, I don't have to pretend like I like watching sports. Yeah, where I, I think kids talk kid, about what I like. I think kids today, it's just it's a much safer environment where I spend most of my 20s and 30s like following sports scores and teams right. just in case I got into a conversation with somebody I would be able to say something yeah and it was like this freeing moment like wait a minute <laughs> I actually would rather collect music and study music or toys and then actually put that energy into to sports and so right. it was like it was like powerful to embrace that where I'm super thankful that our kids and we've tried to give them that environment you know where hey 
who be who you are. Right. Like you don't yeah. very much about them <clears throat> letting and, their freak flag fly. And yeah. that's where the, and they see it playing out on YouTube and all their shows. I, yes. I, I, I tell them all the time, all those people that you love to watch and stuff, what they all have in common, they're themselves. Yep. And they're different. Yeah. I yep. said, you think you want to be cool by trying to be like everybody else when it's the opposite is actually going to happen. And yeah. wait till you get older, it's even more, you know, now you're competing with people and how are you going to compete? <laughs> You've got to be different on some level yeah. whatsoever. So they're kind of learning it. They just don't realize it yet. Yeah. Well, and it's been such a flip, too, because I think that the Internet and social media, like, allows us to connect with such a larger base of people where I think it feels much less isolating to be different than it did, you know, like when we were in high school, we didn't have social media. We didn't have, you know really any connection to people outside of our little right. circle cluster mm -hmm. of friends. I mean, we, we both grew up in Riverside. We went to North high school and you know that I did ballet and I was super involved in church. And so I had a couple different little circles of my universe, but like to meet, have the opportunity to meet somebody like on the other side of the country that was super into the same things that, I was into, you know, like it just didn't happen. So I think it's such a unique opportunity to be like, it's okay that I'm weird because there's this other person in Australia who's weird in the same, you know, like right. it's such a great opportunity for them. This virtual thing that we're going through right now with the kids, you know, in school, on virtual yeah. school, is a great experiment because it's kind of <laughs> funny that the kids. Uh, the, the whole game has kind of changed a little. I, I'll give you an example, like my my middle. Uh, age girl yeah uh madison she's uh 11 and so she told me she's like daddy I'm like what that a boy invited me to one of his chat groups oh dear <laughs> and i'm thinking is that like a party yeah <laughs> and like is there gonna mean? be alcohol virtual alcohol at this party is there I, dancing <laughs> exactly. is there dancing i want to you know 12 inches between you guys but i'm so funny like they got these breakout rooms so now the kids uh, figure out all these different ways to get uh, get around this stuff yeah you know, they they'll they'll uh, pretend like they're actually doing work in their breakout right. virtual rooms right. and of course the teacher will come in and they know the teacher's there because they can see the teachers right. in there and then they'll start talking to each other and as soon as the teacher leaves it's quiet because yeah. everyone <laughs> else is playing something else yeah. right so it's kind of funny yeah. this whole virtual environment mm -hmm. so at this point right now if you were to ask me do you think that school in the future is going to be online and and i and i would flat out say Hell no, this yeah. is not going to work. Those well, it's not sustainable need, for yeah. parents either. Oh, In addition yeah. to it not being the right thing for the kids. Like, yeah. listen, I haven't had a regular work day since March <laughs> 13th or whenever right. the kids Same came here. out of school. Right. Um, so, yeah, it's just not sustainable. No, I know. I said the no other day, way. remember the good old days when I used to, like, drop the kids off at school and, like, oh, get God. stuff done? That Can was, you believe? Even that if was it magical. wasn't a lot of time, you that, know. Listen, I could get a lot done between eight and one fifty-five or oh, whenever I was starting. Believe the pick up me, stuff. Yeah. we were we were just last week. We were uh, driving uh, over in Lake Elsinore. Yeah, that's another. See, that's another thing. My kid, the the oldest one, who's who's twelve, is now into selling things online, oh, yeah. offer up, and right. things like So guess yeah. who, who, right. who's the guy that has to take right. them to all these people? So I call myself DoorDad. <laughs> 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 oh, he calls me up. 
Daddy, can you take me to Lake Elsinore? I'm like, why? Well, I, I, I'm selling a, a motherboard, and this guy wants. I'm like, oh, you need DoorDad again, huh? DoorDad. That's the best thing I've heard all day. DoorDad. So we're driving Lake Elsinore, and we're going by this by this school, and I reckon I recognize. I, I yeah, actually, I recognize that there are a line of cars with parents. Like they're trying to pick up kids, and I look and went, oh, yeah. oh my god! I told uh, my son Logan, said, "Logan, look, yeah. there's parents yeah. picking up kids," and I'm like, "How can that be?" And yeah. I'm like thinking, "You're like, what, what is this? Yeah, what is mutant this? planet that I'm driving by?" Right. And I keep draw, uh, driving further, and I realize it's a private school. It's yeah. like, a, a, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. It was they've like signed a, the waiver, right, a Christian school, right. and they're actually picking up their kids in school. I'm like, "Oh my yeah. god!" And my kids are like staring at them, yeah. like, oh, "Isn't that so wow, funny? Wow, that's so cool." Parents are actually picking up kids, <laughs> right? But again, oh. you know, the, the, this times is kind of funny. It and is. It's of course, weird. since I teach entrepreneurship, I want my kids to be entrepreneur in, in one way right. or another. Right. And this generation is like prime for that. They so mm-hmm. are. And, yeah. You know. So again, this this I I I I won't say I play along with it, but. Yeah, when you're supporting wants, it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. When he wants to sell stuff, okay. Yeah. Except, like, dude, can you find someone closer than right. you know? Right. Uh, Apple Valley. Right. Can we set? <laughs> can we set some limits here? Right. Like, right. Let's set gotta, some boundaries. Right. Set a geo fence, Logan, right. yeah. so right. we can like stay within. <laughs> and can you yeah. like use comp- your Pokemon Go skills? <laughs> exactly. Tie it all together. Is he flipping stuff or what's he doing? Uh, he's he, see that's what he started. He's first he started by I want to build my own PC. Yes. But now he's like, hey, this is kind of lucrative because right. I'm flipping these parts. Yeah. So he's he, now, of course, he has to start learning more about research, like you said. Yep. And he's researching like what this is really yep. for. And he's he's making a little bit of coin. Now, dad yep. here, door dad's not right. getting any of it. Right. I'm like, You're dude. Like, I'm paying money. Like I'm numero exactly. uno investor right now. I'm the 100% investor right. in this business. Right. You know, like I, now I have them like, okay, I need you to compute my gas yeah. that I'm spending. And yeah. you're going to have to give DoorDad right. a little service fee. This is the charge. Right. This is the fee. Maybe it will motivate you to set some better geofence boundaries on what you're selling. Exactly. So, I, of course, I drag him and my uh, the, the little sisters yeah. with us. And yeah, they already know the minute we go out, that's a free meal right there. <laughs> They're like, so we're I know. Gonna, I'm going to get a motherboard and McDonald's. I know. Our kids are always like, are you, are you going anywhere today, Mom? <laughs> like, can I go to Sam's Club with you? I'm like, no, I'm stuck in the house with you people all day. No, you can't come to Sam's. I just want to listen to music in the car and sit in the car while you go to Sam's Club. I'm like, and then you're going to talk to me the whole way there. <laughs> exactly. And I'm at saturation with you. Yeah. Really, they want Jack in the Box. Oh, you bet. They're like, and uh, can we stop by Del Taco right. on the way home? Yeah, that, that, those famous words, I'm hungry. That's all they you know, you As always. a parent, you're like, oh. It's my least favorite it words. It's like the two dirty words in our house. It is. Yeah. I'm hungry. Our 10-year-old just says, feed me. Go away. Go he find. really does. He yeah. says, feed me. Feed me. I'm like, feed me. Go get a banana. Like, ooh. If they're trigger words for me, can you tell? <laughs> I'm triggered. Yeah. So, but, go ahead. No, I was going to say, so that kind of got them. You're talking about feed me. Kids are watching all these cooking shows, right? So, they go on YouTube. What do they start doing? <laughs> watching Gordon Ramsay. Now, they want to make Beef Wellington. I know. Yeah. Our 17-year-old. Tearing up the kitchen. Our 17-year-old uh, made fried ice cream. Like, like he scarcely makes himself a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, but like just like let's enter the world of cooking with fried ice cream. Right. Like, I don't know, a year eighteen, maybe almost two years ago. Um, it was amazing. 
I mean, he did a great job. The school of YouTube. Do you can you imagine? Can you imagine if there was a school of YouTube? How many parents would enroll their kids? Like, yes, yes teach them all that yes. stuff. Yes. You know, yeah, the yeah. math and English. But yeah, I want to. I want you know. I, yeah. I always tell my kids, look, you guys are my retirement. Right. Straight up. Yeah. Right. So you guys better do something in right. life. Right. Right. You can need to support dad. I, I tell my I've, kids, like, I've invested heavily into exactly. your stock. Right. You know? I tell them, who's changing dad's diapers? Yeah. When I get older. Figure it yeah. out, yeah. you three. Whoever tries Set a short straw. <laughs> Set a schedule, something. Exactly. Yeah. Make it work. Or you, you know, or you get wealthy enough that you can send dad to Club Med <laughs> 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 and have oh. my Jamaican nurse to change yeah. my <laughs> my diapers. No problem. Oh. Oh, so is that. your your show that you're developing? Is that are you thinking that's going to be just animation or you're talking about animation? Is it going to be an animated series or? A no, uh, the, the YouTube uh, show for sure is going to be a, a, a animation, me animated over live video. Okay. So oh, they'll cool. see the cool drones and things like that. Yeah. And basically yeah. me, you know, uh, narrating it. Uh, the show, on the other hand, is a little bit more involved. It includes all the video concepts, but it has stuff like historical things, you know, like. The, the, the first uh, African-American astronaut and yeah. things, things that kids, you know, they have no clue about, no, no clue right. whatsoever. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I pull a lot from being an entrepreneur. Um, I'm big into personal development. So the things about knowing what your gift is, you know, those sort of inspirational. Yeah. So we, we want it to be uh, fun. We, uh, we want it to be you know, educational and then inspirational. Those are the three things that like it that. has to be. Yeah. It has to be that. Uh, and we can sandwich the cool stuff with the inspirational stuff. And, you know, some kids will get it. Some kids won't or really pull from it. But at least they get the message. Right. Yeah. That they, they don't necessarily get maybe from home or from YouTube. Yeah. And it's kind of funny because we always talk about YouTube. But my kids don't have never even seen like they don't even know what a regular television channel that's is. what i'm saying my our 10 year old could not get his eyeballs on pbs of his life depend like yeah. i mean he could figure anything out but like uh well and it's funny we were talking the other day too when our big kids were little um it was all like nick jr disney jr right. like all those shows yeah and i'm i mean we're not in that little kid space anymore but i'm guessing maybe people are still doing that with like preschoolers and stuff but yeah when our bigger kids kind of like graduated out of that, there was that whole run of like um, Wizards of Waverly Place. Um, what, what there was like a whole oh wow, you're Carly. Going, <laughs> wow, Carly, you're yeah. going back, like, and that's not even that far back. That's not no. even that far back, but <laughs> like five years maybe. But that that whole genre of shows, I'm not aware that that really exists right now. It's almost like that whole demographic is entirely somewhere else they're yeah. not on the cable networks or you know or yeah, like youtube throwing right. it all the way back to like us like saturday morning cartoons like right. that doesn't really exist anymore either so it's going to be interesting to see how like the cable networks and pbs and right um the regular networks kind of like reinvent themselves because i feel like they're just they have not quite they, yeah. figured it out how to like bridge the gap between you know, I Carly and these kids are all on right. YouTube, you know, like our little dude isn't on TikTok, but like a lot of that demographic is on TikTok and don't get me started on Snapchat. Just like <laughs> it's like a whole well, it's a whole demographic that just is not engaged in, 
you know, kind of mainstream programming exactly. at all anymore. The highest earning uh, YouTubers, half of that, of the top 10 are all kids. Yeah. All kids. Yeah. And it's kind of funny because uh, my son will, will tell me like, yeah, you know, Peyton, who's the youngest one, she's in first grade. Yeah. It's like she's watching like the YouTube kids from Russia. Yeah. You know, they get like they have like billions of views. Yeah. Right. And so she's yeah. watching all these different shows. They're not even speaking English. Right. And it doesn't matter. It's like they don't, it, care. It, they don't even care. They don't even care. They don't even care. Right. So, yeah, that's right. That the, the, the channels need to evolve. Yeah. And it's going to evolve. Yeah. Uh, you you think like, wow, well, you know, YouTube is a king, but is there ever any, is they're going to be that. They're going to be blockbuster. Every, right. Yeah. So, you know, exactly. eventually they're something's going to come along. Yeah. The next yeah. YouTube is already on its way. Yeah. It's just going to be a con continuous cycle. Yeah. Right? But the main thing is this whole Internet thing is here to stay. This whole yeah. YouTube. It's no riding the wave. It. Riding the wave. Right. So I uh, us having kids in this area we're we're kind of like in this huge transition period right we're, yeah. we're we're bridging the gap when we first saw like uh you know uh vcrs and things right. like that right. and then we look forward and like oh my gosh everything's digital you know we used to we used to they ha used to have like uh of these dream sequences of people being able to talk to each other like a phone that had video. Well, or like you think yeah. about the Jetsons. Did right. you ever watch that show? Yeah. Yeah, the Jetsons, that it just was like, that's so crazy. Here right. we are. Or Back to the Future, too, when they're just talking through the screen. And even, I mean, that wasn't that long ago. Right. No. <clears throat> and the thought of that was just amazing. Yeah. Yeah, crazy. Or, and now the kids are just, they grow up with it. It's, it's, it's nothing to them. So who knows how, what our kids' kids, you know, what they're right. going to be up to. I don't I have no clue. Yeah. But I hope things evolve, you know, especially on the education front. Yeah. I think it seems like education is, is always way behind the curve. Yeah. Uh, even when I was in college, and I, I graduated with an MBA yeah. in, in entrepreneurship, uh, actually dual. So entrepreneurship and marketing. Yeah. And uh, after I graduated, uh, I, I graduated in 2015. But before then, I had never had a class in social media, anything no, to do yeah, with social media nothing. whatsoever. They yeah. were so far behind, and yet this was, it was commonplace. Right. 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 So they really it's, have to kind of catch it's up. It's an aggressive Which is learning curve. Crazy, because like you think you're you're getting your your MBA right. in entrepreneurship, and then you have a twelve year old out there making half a million dollars a year. You know, like, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Half a million dollars a month. You yeah. Know, some of the, some of these guys. Yeah. It's amazing. So things have definitely changed. Mm -hmm. Even when I show like the uh, and the the show is going to show this like. Just the, these amazing kids and everything they're into. Uh, you know, the, you have the gamers. Like, this is the, like we were kind of already said. It's the coolest time to be a nerd, right? To be yeah. a gamer and making twelve million dollars a year, being paid just to because play games. Because other people are watching you play a video game. Exactly. It's crazy. It, it, it. I just maybe I'm OG, you know, <laughs> but I just cannot sit there for hours and watch someone play. Yeah. Another game. I mean, oh, our ten-year-old will be playing Minecraft, and he's got a little uh, additional screen of watching somebody else play. I'm like, <laughs> what are you doing? Right. Like, but yeah, it's yeah. it's his jam, and he's like got his headset on on a Discord call with his friends. <laughs> oh, oh who, you know all the terminology. Wow. Oh, wow. Listen, I Hit know. Mama. <laughs> I know so much. So much about so many things. I do not care about. You don't even right. Know. But he's like half the time he's on a Discord call with his brother in the other room. 
Wow. Is that right? And they're in the the same Minecraft world. Oh, wow. Go get get that creeper. Get that creeper. Go, go. You're going to die. Or three of them are in three different rooms. Often. Yeah. Yeah. I was at one of the... Man, this seems like a long time, but we were at uh, Legoland. Yeah. When you could actually go into the The park, right? The good old days. Yeah. And they had a bunch of kids up there doing a little sh- they had like a little show yeah and so the the host of the show was telling the kids okay now show me your your favorite um uh, uh Fortnite dance oh you bet right and the kids are trying to you know yeah. do the yeah. Fortnite yes and then uh, and all of the Fortnite dances are so awkward yeah they're, they're like the they're really right silly. they're the most like weird yeah whatever Carry so they're the 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 kids are kind of doing it yeah and then the host noticed that one of the moms is looking is kind of like shaking her head like oh my god so he said to her right like, oh mom you know how to do the fortnite that and right. she busts out doing the floss yeah. perfectly yeah and i'm i'm laughing i'm like yeah that's yeah, amazing that's you're right. like get it mom that's right right yeah. show them yeah it's like you think these dancers are new those dancers are so right. old <laughs> it's like they've right. been doing them for decades you yeah. just don't they just slap a new label on it yeah well one of the fortnite dances was just the running man Thank you. And they called it. I don't know. Right. I can't. I can't keep track of. They have like the Carlton or yeah, whatever, yeah, yeah. Right? They like, did totally have the Carlton, right? Yeah. You know, like we yeah. call the Carlton, but I mean, okay, kids yeah. are doing it way back in the day yeah. in the eighties, yeah. right? So, uh, Fortnite is like its own like microcosm of weirdness because it's like the kids are like obsessed with it for a period of time, and then they immediately hate it, <laughs> and then it comes out with a new yeah. thing, and then they're obsessed. They're all. All of our boys are like obsessed playing Fortnite, and then they like are talking smack about anybody. I'm like, it's like they it's, hate I'm like, to Fortnite, love it. get yourself together that you can have more continuity. I don't know. It's weird. Did you do you play Fortnite? Have you ever played Fortnite? I did. I'm the same way. You're the same way yeah. where you like love it. And mm-hmm. what what is it that makes the switch flip to where you're like, I hate this game. I hate this game. I don't know. I, the way I see it, it's like. A toxic relationship, you know. Wow. Like some parts are good, but <laughs> <laughs> when you get out of it, you're just like, "Oh, I'm glad." But then, you're like, Dang, you know, it's kind of fun. It's like a bad boyfriend. Yeah, just can't Fortnite stay is away. a bad boyfriend. Yeah, exactly. You gotta go back. It, it does have a lot to do with pre- uh, peer pressure. Yeah. Because I, I noticed when I was in, in, like I said, doing these presentations, I yeah. talk about Fortnite. Depending on <laughs> what grade I'm at, right? I talk about you know Fortnite and kids. Ah! And I go to middle school, and they're like, uh, "Yeah, yeah, know. yeah." It's 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 always that. Yeah. Like back in uh, back in the day, I would I found out, and that's a, a cool thing about working with kids. You know, you you find out the newest stuff that they're doing. Yeah. So uh, it really wasn't that long ago that the, the younger kids are were in love with this um, app called Musically. Oh, mm-hmm. don't get us started on Musically. Right. What turned into TikTok. Yes. Yeah. Right. But which it, was the child of Vine. Right. Like it was exactly. Vine that turned into Musically that turned into TikTok. That's right. And so yeah. I saw that uh, depending on what the age evolution. you're at, right? You you love yeah. Musically. The middle school is like, Ugh. yeah, you know, they hate it. Yeah. But then now now everybody's on TikTok. Now everybody's on TikTok. Yeah. Even our 19 year old who like will say all day long that social media is a dumpster fire. Um, and the worst thing that ever happened to his gender. What is it like to be so woke at such a young age? <laughs> um, I don't know. I'm still not that woke. Um, but like he's he even like loves TikTok like secretly. Like he would never admit it. He'd oh, he would never be say mortified that. if he ever watched our podcast to hear me say that. But um, he doesn't. He totally like. <laughs> oh my god! Like you know. they all love. 
it's, the TikTok. Like my so Madison, who's twelve years old, we, we, you know, she's she's still a girl, girl, little girl. Yeah. Uh, you know, we don't allow her to wear makeup just yet. Yeah. You know, um, but I'll catch her all the time with my phone, and she'll be she'll use the Instagram or Snapchat yes, filters, filters. <laughs> to put makeup on her. Yeah. And I'm she she and then she shows me look yeah, at yeah. I'm like, oh, like oh my gosh she looks like a woman yeah you're like this <laughs> is like, not helping your cause. <laughs> Exactly. It's not helping whatsoever. Yeah. Right. But I'm like, okay, well, at least she's doing it digitally it's, it's, you know, <laughs> to, to some extent. Like, okay, you're not out there. Oh. But, you know, she's just getting groomed. Yeah. She's just getting groomed. Right. I yeah. mean, that is a tale as old as time. Right. Oh, like we were gosh. all like sneaking out and putting mascara on. Right. The bus, right. Like to, you know, like that's been around. Yeah. Forever. Yeah. And, and, and also things that, before you might not be really comfortable talking with, you can talk to him a little bit more. Right. Uh, you know, like there's um, uh, this one kid. Um, oh my gosh, he just. What's what's the the the? I, I, you're the everyone, resident cool, everyone goes you're the to resident Antonio. cool guy. Antonio. I know you're the young guy. You are. Um, young and James what? Oh, James the, Charles. Yeah, the right? makeup yes. tutorial so guy. My, my kids get it. Like they they, you know, you may not be comfortable talking about being gay or wearing makeup and a man wearing makeup. Oh, it's like so not even a thing It's not a thing. Like no. if you were to try to have an uncomfortable conversation with a human being who is like younger than 19, if you tried to have, if you attempted to have an uncomfortable conversation about gender or sexuality or anything, they would just be like, this is not a big deal. Exactly. Like, that This is not a thing. Right. Like stop. You're being an idiot. Yeah, like, that, 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 it, it makes you feel like, on yeah. one hand, you do feel like an idiot as a parent. Yeah. On the other hand, you're like, whew, okay, yeah. all right, you know, they, yeah. they get it. All right? they, they see uh, their favorite show, a cartoon, there's two girls kissing, and it's right. like, it's just no big deal to yeah. them. Yeah. We've yeah. had so many moments over probably even the last five years where we had, like, we had to have a conversation, and like you said, I could tell I was starting to make it awkward, and then right in the middle of the conversation, realized... This, this is, is not a thing. It's not a big deal. Like right. where I'm yeah. expecting, okay, this is going to be a big deal. We're going to have this <laughs> exactly. conversation. And they're just like, yep, I already know that. Get this. Yep. Right. It's like, that's just wow. how it is. Yeah. It's yeah. like, don't make it weird. Yeah. <laughs> don't, don't, don't make where it weird. I didn't Mom. even ever have those conversations with my parents because it would have been oh, gosh. so, so awkward. Yeah. But they're just, they're just in a place where this, this is life and they just have well, such a better so understanding. I think that comes from. There's a confidence in yourself that comes from like unabashedly accepting others. Like yes. when you get to a point mm. where you're able to like completely accept other people for their nerdiness or their sexuality or right. their how they identify from a gender perspective or their right. religion or when you like completely accept someone else, like it gives you so much like just confidence in yourself right which i think that that you know and i can see you know like if you look at the progression of like my grandparents generation to you know like the hippies to you know the yuppies to all of that has right. kind of like been this like gradual progression that's happened right. um over time that even as we were growing up that there was still so much like um expectation about what it meant to be a man or what it meant to be a woman or what it meant to be a Christian or what it meant to be, 
you know, so much expectation that's right. so rooted in insecurity that these kids, it just, it's like these kids are coded in Teflon, that they're just like, that's not a thing. Don't make it weird. Yeah. Like, it's not a big deal. <laughs> well, I think because of technology, they've, they've seen it all. Like, I re- right talking back to what you were saying before, like, me growing up in Riverside and the 80s and 90s like I had this bubble you know and right like even I remember MTV becoming a thing and be like wow this is a whole I get this little glimpse into this other world but my bubble my world was so small like I remember going to Hollywood in middle school and seeing a guy with the mohawk it's like whoa that's crazy (laughs) you know but even you like coming back to our high school and wearing like doc like you were one of the first people at our high school wearing doc martens because you had seen like out in the outer bubble and people were like that's so weird you're like it's cool yeah it's kind of funny because uh, back in the day when i was djing professionally i, I also used video yeah so uh, that was like a really really new thing yeah and i swear to you i would have people now mind you they probably had a couple of drinks under their belt right but it, it never failed someone would come up to the dj booth and they'd see me playing a video like a madonna video and they would go like as serious as they can be how did you get the music to sync with her mouth? Oh wow! On the on that video, <laughs> and I'm like, are you serious? Yeah, they were bad. They You're were like, they are just... we having a real conversation right now? <laughs> exactly. Or do yeah. you need another drink? Or yeah. bring me one while <laughs> yeah. you go over there? Whatever you were drinking, bring me one. Right, right. but they just couldn't understand. Like, yeah. how did you do that? I'm like, yeah. dude, it's a video. Right, get there it's, faster. Yeah, this audio on there, yeah. but it just didn't Have compute with them. Have you not seen a little something called MTV? MTV, and this is way yeah. past MTV. I'm yeah. like, wow, are we really there yet now? I mean, yeah. it's it's pretty crazy, but again, now I don't know how, how it is now. With, with Actually, I do know. I, I, I should have been born like now when it yeah. came to DJing because back then DJ oh, yeah. paid the bills for me. I did yeah. it full time. But now DJs are making 15, 20, 30 million dollars a year it's flying crazy. on private jets all over the world. I'm like, dude, and sign why do you me think up. that is? <laughs> like, what do you think has caused like because there's a little bit of like DJs have become like personalities. Yes. And what do you think? Like you've kind of like watched it from its nucleus. Right. What do you think that, why? Well, I, it has a lot to do with the music, I think, to begin with. Yeah. Um, and people really don't uh, realize it's kind of like soccer. Like here in the United States, you know, soccer is popular, but right. the rest of the world loves soccer. Right. And there's a reason why, like, the, the number one soccer player is the highest paid athlete of any athletes, right. you know, because there's an, that many people. It's right? a worldwide. It's a worldwide sport. phenomenon. So, so if and here here's where it kind of breaks up into like subgroups okay if you love hip-hop okay hip-hop is dominated by the mcs the guys who actually rap yeah not the djs but if you move over to edm electronic dance music yeah it's all about the djs and that is like world worldwide and they're they they're selling out like stadiums you know they do these wow. festivals yeah and they got a hundred thousand people there I'm like, oh my god, and I think that's that's it. The, the, that whole the musical style really kind of dictates how much money you have. Now, I was I was that crazy DJ. I was more like a top forty DJ. Yeah, I played a, a variety of music. I always played in college towns. It's all it was all about 
get drunk, <laughs> yeah. you know, have uh, have fun dancing. And I was the kind of personality DJ. I yeah. talked on the mic and I got it was always a party atmosphere as opposed to you were ahead the, of your time. Right. Now you have the DJs. They don't say a word. Yeah. They're up in some giant booth that looks like a pyramid yeah. and they're playing with a hundred thousand people and they're just mixing straight on through they're letting the music you know kind of dictate how, how good they are and plus these djs are also like producers yeah. so that's where they're getting right. a lot of their money too right. so uh you know they're producing for ariana grande and i was really not into it. i even had other producers come up to me and say hey would you, you thought about producing I'm like you know what dude i'm not really into the music that much but if you could get me a rum and coke, yeah. <laughs> I was just that way. So I, 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 but yeah, that's to answer your question. It, it really has a lot to do with the music. It really does, you know, huh. and the, the the genre of music. That's where all of the money's being made. And it's funny because you go to Vegas, and before it was entertainers being the headliners. Now it's the DJs. Wow. You see these giant billboards, you know, and they'll have DJ this and DJ that. I'm like, wow, they're really headlining Vegas. Like Vegas is like the the it that's like the pinnacle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Of having uh, like a residency, like you know. Well, it's a much more wow. like you're part of the experience as opposed to a spectator right. of the experience. I can see, I well, can see that. And it's so funny because it's only so much you can do as a DJ. Yeah. Even like when they're doing the live performances, okay, you mix your DJ, you pump your fist, you know, yeah, and then right. you go back to messing right, with knobs and things thing. like that. Yeah. I'm like, okay, that's cool, you know. But I'm like, there's not really that much. Uh... Now it's funny right. that we we're talking about me actually getting back into DJ, but I'm going to DJ totally different. Yeah. Than what I would have done before. Or at least now. Yeah. Because I, I see that there's this huge niche available. And the niche is a DJ who has a personality, who can play all the cool music, play in Vegas, but for families. Oh, yeah. That's huge. So you do Well, that's why we're on things. Kids Bob 1587. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. So Mr. That Pat is, is about really, to put my headphones back on. That's amazing. That, I love that. I would love to be, you know, where I could take my family yeah. and we can go to yeah. whatever uh, resort and it could be a beach party daytime. That and is brilliant. You mean I, my kids can play and I can drink a margarita yeah. and have yeah. fun and we can all dance together? I'm like, it's coming. That is well, awesome. it, I told my team it's going to happen. That's it adds amazing. a whole new dynamic to the character too. Even the animated right. character, I think if you, you know, yeah. that DJing whole DJ. has always and... been in my blood. Music, you know, just like yourself, yeah. has been in my blood. So I I'll, I already know what what hot buttons to push, what songs to play, and it yeah. just be such a fun time. Th- yeah. I, I, I got this. It's not like original idea, but when Disneyland used to be open. Yeah. They would have like DJs yeah, perform yeah, yeah. and play music, yeah. right? And all different yeah. ages. They're they're dancing, having fun. And the the DJs, I could tell that the DJs that they recruited to play were ones who had personality. They talked on the yeah. mic. You had to, yeah, you know, because they were only there for a half an hour, forty five right. minutes. So they had to get the crowd involved. And I'm like, if I were their age right now, that's what I would be doing. I would yeah. be doing that. I even had opportunity like the DJ on like cruise ships, which would be the same yes. time. Yeah. A couple of my DJ friends actually went to the dark side and started DJing in strip clubs. <laughs> <laughs> All right. 
which again, you had to be a personality. Hey, right. let's yeah. get a hand for Amber. <laughs> <laughs> right? So it's that, that's still that same style. You have to be that kind of. Yeah. <laughs> destiny, exactly. Right? So you, how'd you know about that? Anyway? <laughs> I tell you, I know a ton of things yes, that I'm not are. interested yes, in. Yes, you're, you're cool, mom. <laughs> that, absolutely. But yeah, again, so that's that. Going back to this whole how things are now and how kids are, it's like, yeah, it's coming back and Las Vegas eventually will come back. I mean, it's going to be a while before we get out of this quarantine situation. You went to a social distance rave. Did you end up going? Yeah. How was it? It was amazing. A yeah. social distance rave? Yeah, it was a car rave. <laughs> a car rave? They each yeah. had like their own little section. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you could only be with the people that you came with in, in your car. car. Yep. And like how far apart and... Was it like physically like? Did so yeah, you have, it's like, just a like fence? fenced off, and then yeah. like six feet is another fenced area where other people are dancing and hanging and out. And was there a DJ? You had to dance yeah. in your car, yeah. or no, 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 you dance. No, like you, you get that little area. That was like, oh. did Outside. you park in that area too? Yeah, you, you like your cars here, in. and then you get that fenced area. Isn't that the most like crazy amazing? How does the music thing? get? They have um, speakers set up everywhere. So, like, the main stage is, like, way down there. Oh. And if you pay more, you can be up there. Right. But they set up all the speakers and lights in different areas. So you're just, like, really And it was, like, in a experience. parking lot? Yeah, the yeah. NAS Center. The NAS Center? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah. How funny is that? Isn't that so funny? <laughs> wow. Wow. That's that's crazy. Pretty soon people are going to go mm -hmm. into clubs just saran wrapped like <laughs> you know you won't be able to touch anybody or... i know i saw somebody that did this post on instagram the other day and remember when there was like that um a couple years ago there was this like pop-up ice cream experiences did you see those mm. where it was like you go in and like you could jump into a pit of like plastic sprinkles or there was like <laughs> a, like a bubble thing. I, I don't know. It was like all these weird. It was like this era of like these weird like pop up like almost like art exhibits. But they were themed and weird. Exper you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Like experiential where you're like jumping in the sprinkles ball pit basically. And what? like all these different other different things. And anyway, this person like posted a picture of them like in the plot, you know, and they're like plastic fake sprinkles. So the sprinkles are like this big. <laughs> So she's like laying in the sprinkle ball pit and she's like, what things did you do in your past that now looking at it through the lens of a global pandemic, you're like, well, number one, that was a mistake. Right. Number two, I'm never going to do anything like that ever again. Like, it's just so funny that there's so many things that, you know, and like raves are a good example where you're like, oh, wow, like from a germ perspective, like, <laughs> you know, I grew up with five brothers. I'm raising six kids, five of whom are boys. Like I'm like the least like germ phobe person ever just because. Oh yeah. Like, like boys are disgusting. Let's right. Be real. Yeah. I just can't be. Yeah. Um, but but you, I'm you're, like, go ahead. Yeah. As I'm like looking at it, I'm like, Oh yeah. There was like a lot of exposure <laughs> to a lot of people's germs when, when in you're those a parent, situations. You're a parent, you know, especially when you're raising kids and babies and things like that, you just get immune to all that stuff. You, you Completely. know, the, the, you, you'll, you'll pick up doo-doo no problem. Oh, you betcha. You know, with you it, no glove, like I don't yeah. have time for a glove. Yeah. Just get the doo-doo yeah. and throw yeah. it in the toilet. Yeah. I mean, you know, all the disgusting things yeah. as, when you're, 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 you're immune just to all that in the stuff. Thick of yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, which yeah. is crazy. See these youngsters over here; they don't understand. <laughs> these you know. Millennials. Yeah, right. Exactly. Wait till you have kids, man. You're you're gonna do the most disgusting things, yeah. and not and you won't even bat an eye after a while. 
But even like like mass mass people type things with like right. going to Disneyland or even like um, some of our close friends from growing up have this like amazing Halloween house mm. um, that they like. I was gonna say dress up. That's not the right word. They decorate like Pirates of the Caribbean with like, these pirate skeletons, like amazing. <laughs> so we went over there last year. It's in the Wood Streets in Riverside. Um, off of Magnolia and we went last year and it was like wall to wall people like they close Magnolia runs this way and then the wood streets kind of run this way and so they close all of these like smaller side streets and people trick-or-treat it's just like wall to wall people the whole night like they give out like 6,000 pieces of candy while we were there last year or something but even like thinking about that I'm like it's just yeah we just I'm never gonna look at it the same yeah. <clears throat> well, now like this year people are driving people. by their house. Yeah, people are people driving line by their of cars. House. But yeah, it's just interesting. <clears throat> what do you mean be... they're driving by? Do you mean like they don't even get out the car? You just throw the candy from a... Well, well just no, to see it. there's a lot of people. Like oh, pre, okay. yeah. pre-Halloween, like oh, the, yeah, last, the last No, they've had like a line of people yeah. like physically standing outside yeah. their house too. It's like it's been on the news and it's like it's crazy. But yeah, just like lots of people that's kind of like... You know, we're in a we're in a weird world right now. I know it's so crazy. I, I know eventually it's going to end, but right now it's just that this is like the the like the the when the older people, your grand, they talk yes. about the moment. How, yeah. So how granddad, yeah. how was it during the you know the quarantine? Yeah, the depression. Like, yeah, yeah, like the great quarantine. I know. know. I think we're going to talk about quarantine. Like our exactly. grandparents talked about the depression. Like yeah, we're gonna <clears throat> we're really? gonna go through pictures and like oh. So Wearing well, a mask, you know. Like. And I think exactly. it's, I think it's gonna change people. Like there was like a whole generation that lived through the depression that right. were changed. I mean, they came out of it with a lot of like really good habits, you yeah. know. So it'll be interesting to see how we come out of we as a society come out of quarantine because I think it's gonna be a different world. I hope it's different for the better, you know. Like I've seen a lot of really beautiful, wonderful things right. happening. With people during quarantine in the midst of like tragedy and so much that's just devastating and exactly. hard. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so yeah. You know, I, I think I'm going to use it as a badge of honor. So like, like all the Vietnam vets that have yeah, like you the, the hats with you're the USS make, whatever. You're going to make like, a COVID badge. <laughs> exactly. Corn. COVID. USS quarantine. You know, like yeah, I was there. <laughs> I, was there. <laughs> I lived exactly. to tell the tale. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I'll make a shirt said. I survived quarantine. All I got was this stupid shirt. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> exactly. I'll keep all my masks. Yeah. <laughs> have, oh, my God. Granddad, did you actually wear this mask? Yeah, I did, son. Yeah, yeah. I've said this before, but I have the most vivid memory of purchasing, like, our family's first masks oh. and, like, looking at them and being like, you know, there are six of us living in our house right now. <clears throat> I'm like, do I really need to buy six? Is there ever going to be a time? Like, I'm really just buying them in case of emergency, right? Like, <laughs> exactly. And little did I know, like, every time I'm getting in the car, I'm like, do you all have a mask? Yeah. My, That's the first question. Yeah. My first mask, because it was still kind of cold, was I just cut the top off a beanie and yeah, I just, you, you know, pulled it. So it was like the beanie down to here. Yeah. Oh, no way. And I remember thinking, well... By the time it gets warm, we're not gonna have to wear these yeah, anymore. Whatever. So this is gonna be my only mask. And right. I know I'm. I'm excited wrong. to get back to the part of the show where it's not miserable, where it's actually like beneficial to like from a seasonal perspective. Like, 
Like, oh, this is keeping my face warm instead of making it exactly. sweat all my makeup off. Yeah. I'm so glad it's getting cooler now. Yeah. I really am because the heat and quarantine is heat makes and it, masks. Is yeah, just, just don't don't no. yeah. don't make it. It's yeah. not. No. Well, I can't wait to see to night. see your show. Are you? So the clips are going to be mostly animated with video. Right? Correct. And is yeah, the actual show, show, are you going to be a character on it, or are you just going to be animated? I'll be the host of the show. So That's you physically amazing. will be on yeah, I'll okay. physically be on set, and it's, it's going to have an audience of children. Oh, that's cool. That's oh, a live the, audience? Uh, the live audience of oh, children. Okay. Yeah, because that's, cool. that's and it all come from uh, you know came from me doing this presentation live. Oh, yeah. yeah. The, the, capturing the kids' like expressions <laughs> and things is priceless. So that's a sort Oh, yeah, of because they will not give you like false praise no ever. like if you, the i'm guessing that the hardest place that you can bomb is with kids because they'll just absolutely like, they'll just be like uh you're an idiot <laughs> exactly i'm not going yeah. to fake laugh for right. you yeah they're yeah. brutal they're they brutal. Are brutal so yeah it does add an additional element more uh, more so additional cost because now we couldn't do that show right now with quarantine we can't right. have audience of kids and right. there it just be you too can hard barely to just even shoot a show it, right yeah now. that 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 really derailed things for for a while and that's why we kind of pivoted uh to this youtube channel just to keep yeah. going but uh you know this quarantine thing is not going to last forever and we'll, yeah. we'll be we'll be back on and track. the youtube thing is kind of brilliant like i think you're going to develop like such an audience that will follow you to the show from that. And that and that's the deal, you know, uh, even though our target audience is, like I said, third grade to sixth grade, it was also the target audience for Bill Nye, the science guy. Yeah. And he found out many years later that there were college students. Adults, oh, yeah. They were watching his yeah. show. All so, of our kids love Bill Nye. Yeah. And to this day. You yeah. Know? So so th there's a lot of legs going to this. And I, I was also saying, hey, if you can turn me, especially the animation part, like in that case, Look, I can do this show anywhere. Yeah. Which really makes it happy uh, easy on me. Yeah. And when Mr. Pat is long gone to that quarantine heaven, right? <laughs> someone can play me and keep this thing running. I yeah. mean, you know, look how long the Big Bird and yeah, and uh, you know, Kermit the Frog and all those people going on. Are so, they yeah. still making Sesame Street? They are still making wow. Sesame Street. That's can you amazing. believe that? Wow. And and a, another thing that's kind of different, like. Because back then, Mr. Rogers didn't have the internet. Right. Uh, even Bill Nye was kind of like on the, the, the yeah. cusp right. of it. He right, he was, yeah. But now, can you imagine, like, all these YouTubers, they make not only money from the YouTube, uh, you know, the AdSense, right. all the ads, Views but and everything. merchandising. Yeah. So I'm thinking, Mr. Pat is going the route of Ryan yep. and his little toys yep. in Walmart, and you'll have Mr. Pat science kids. How and old all is that, that Ryan kid now? He's probably like eight or nine yeah but when he started he was like like four or five yeah, years old little. yeah and now he's got a show on nickelodeon you know he's, he had he's, like a line of toys yeah and there's a, like walmart or he was Target on happy meals wasn't he McDonald's. oh yeah he yeah. was yeah. happy yeah. meals, meals. Yeah. Can, yeah can you believe that so the, I love, you're like our fact checker we all like look to you yeah, like, is it true it. was ryan on the happy meals you're our young jamie exactly <laughs> you know you're in your, your 20s but we're still going to ask you about you know <laughs> the great school kids but yeah that so i see that totally happening yeah um, from from a merchandise and from a business point of view yeah like yeah there's a there's a lot that you can do with mr pat and his character and again I, i'm 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 going to be bringing my dj roots and my musical yeah. i have musical guests things like that those are things i always wanted to do because you know it just kind of 
That's it's amazing. Uh, well, like a musical history too. That too. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. There's, there's, there's so much out there that even though the kids is at their fingertips, they still got to know what direction you got to right. point them right. to some direction. Like when, when that uh, movie um, Hidden Figures came out with the ladies who oh, worked yeah. at NASA. Yeah. yeah. Like kids didn't know anything about that. But the minute we left that movie theater, they went home and they started Googling yeah. these women. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, see, that's that's yep. the whole point. That's to amazing. get them interested in who these people are. And well, hopefully and I, the show will do the same. The great yeah. thing about the show is that you have the opportunity to show such a variety of different things that yes. are going to like one kid's going to be super interested in the science part. One kid's super gonna be super interested in the music and just right. Like, yeah, it's such a brilliant idea. Yeah. I mean, the, just just the design. I'm a very creative person. And sometimes the, the kids who are uh, the creative ones kind of don't get the the you know all of the praise that they they that right. they could right but man being creative and knowing how to draw leads to knowing how to do video editing and digital art and now another thing is that i uh, hire a lot of interns yeah and i do a, a survey before you know I, they send me any of their resume stuff and i ask them well what's your dream job yeah and majority of these these college students say i want to work for disney yeah or i want to you right. know they're all into this whole idea of like they see that and that's what i want to do well, and that's that, a whole creative thing for yeah. the longest time that was the like biggest fish in the sea was like you're going to become a disney animator right and i think that a lot of kids don't realize that there's an endless number of other things you could do with that knowledge base yes. you know or even or doing could, it your own like yeah, that world exists thing. now we're back yeah. back then i'm sure there's a long stretch of time where well if i'm going to be an animator i have these yeah. few options Disney but Pixar like my brothers they're they're a bit younger than i am they're creating their own animation series right now so like oh wow created the whole it's like adult humor you know like right. uh, very adult humor. rick and morty like <laughs> oh, okay if rick and morty is PG-13, this is like triple R. Like, oh, wow. Kind of like <laughs> very adult humor. Right, right. Um, um, but like they've, my brother does animation and, and uh, he's kind of self-taught in animation. One of them's a writer. One's a writer. And they have a whole group of friends. Like I think they're just about, they have the whole first season already. Oh, wow. Ma they're really? Mapped out. And I think they just finished animating the first, first episode. Awesome. But like that, you know, that world exists where you do it yourself you yeah. know where which i love about what you're doing with the the tech and the entrepreneur side of you know giving giving kids the ability to to think outside the box especially and, especially like inner city kids you know they yeah. They, yeah. they they get stuck in this like well I, I can't dunk a basketball and i can't rap what else can i do yeah, yeah. like oh gosh dude you know there's so much <laughs> so yeah. much you more. can do that you don't even realize it like just right in front of you and that and that's really what we got to kind of pull out of these kids they realize okay if you can't do this you can't dunk a basketball but look it seems like you're a really good drawer right you know and and i i found out like uh, uh little girls are great storytellers yeah so there's you know yeah there's writing like okay robots don't write yet right just yet <laughs> uh maybe a little bit but still that whole creative process is something that's uniquely human and that there's money in that yeah, yeah. believe it or not and this is the best time and it'll probably even get better of just being an you know being entrepreneurial for sure and launching what you want to do because that's real literally that's what the kids are telling us 
I want to do my own thing. Yeah. Yeah. I don't even want to work for somebody. I just I want to watch launch my own YouTube channel. Yeah. And then once they start doing it and they realize how hard it is and how difficult, some will stick they'll, with they'll it. They'll appreciate that. They will definitely appreciate it because yeah. they realize why. The minute I get into into this, I see all of the challenges. Like, okay, now I got to start learning about, like I said, video editing and all of a sudden yeah. lighting. And now they want to make this this way. But the best part is they just go on YouTube, lighting tips for your YouTube yeah. channel. You know, it just yeah. keeps going on and on. Because all, all the information's out there. I mean, even with us, like thinking, let's do a podcast. And it wasn't that difficult to get the information you need and, right. you know, to get started. I'm curious though, with the kids that you see coming into the entrepreneurship program, mm -hmm. um, at the college, what, what are you seeing? Like what, what's kind of, where are those kids coming from? What are they thinking? Like, is it, is there kind of a, you know, like, a lot of them, like you said, grew up on Shark Tank and stuff. So yeah. we have yeah. a class that I teach. It's called Entrepreneurship 3000. And yeah. Entrepreneurship 3000 is a new class, actually, this semester. And it's specifically uh, like a, um, a optional class that they can take. But it's part of the options that they have. So right. we, like we got us to go. Like, thank you. That was the word I was looking for. So it's an elective yeah. for the first time. And it has the highest enrollment of all of the other electives in the School of Business. Wow, that's so great. So a majority of the students that are in my class are not entrepreneurship majors. They're from all oh. over, different majors. Right. Yeah. And um, almost every one of them has this idea or just says, you know what, I think I need to have some sort of business knowledge going in, even though I want yeah. to get into biology, but I want to know this. So they're discovering, I'm teaching them all the basics about entrepreneurship, and they're really digging it. Because I'm talking about terms they never heard of. Yeah. They start realizing, you know, things about entrepreneurship and small business that they've never realized. Things like most uh, business owners are small business owners, like 98%. Right. So they're thinking, wow, I thought that right. uh, big I box had to be stars. Steve Jobs. Exactly. Yeah. You know, Apple and between Apple and Walmart and Google. They, you know, employed all the all right. the people. Like, no, dude, it's people who are like. 50 employees or less right. that are majority. So that gets them thinking about, okay, uh, the just everything that's going on with them right now. Yeah. You know, taxes and things like that and you know, things that will benefit the small business owners. Right. And I'm like, thank God they're starting to get it because they, if they want to pursue this, that's where they're going to be. And they mm. will make the changes that make it better to be a small business owner. That's right. Sure. That's what, small business owners, we run, literally run the country. Yep. Yeah. It's not coal miners, although right. they have a lot to do with it <laughs> right. and things like that. But just in general, hey, we we really are the, the engine for this eco uh, economy. Well, and it's interesting. Like, I think that there's so much talk about, like, automation and, you know, us, like, so many jobs like have the opportunity to be automated like we've seen with the all like huge influx of self-checkouts yes. through quarantine that's happened but I think it's just like creating opportunity for like things to almost be more human you know because there's there's not really very much that's human in checking things out at a store <laughs> as a right. job but I think that if we're able to kind of like pivot and like, let's focus on the things that do really need a human touch. And, like, what can we do to support those small businesses and support them having employees and that we're kind of, like, taking 
you know, this group of people that would normally have been, you know, that age when you're like flipping burgers or whatever. And we're, you know, teaching them a trade or teaching them video editing or teaching them all these different things that I think that we have a really like unique opportunity in wow. the world shifting exactly. underneath us in a really beautiful way. Well, these kids have got to get creative because jobs that were once for teenagers are no longer jobs. Right. Like, I mean, they now you exist. Have, yeah, you yeah. have grown people with families and older people who work at McDonald's. Right. It's like, so where do the teens go? That's why the, the teenage unemployment is so high. Right. So they, I tell my kids, look, you got to get out of the box. Yeah. You've got to start thinking outside because when you get that age, what are you going to do? And I told them, look, you don't have to work at Walmart. Right. You could work for Google. In fact, my 13-year-old probably could work for Google right now. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I, he could run Google. Yeah, well, <laughs> guess what's happening? Google is now starting to recruit kids as young as 13 years old. Yeah. They have something called a developers conference. Yeah. It's usually for, for college-age students. Mm -hmm. um, we would go and find out things about Google. And then from there, you might land a, uh, like a, a Google summer internship, which right. pays you five, six thousand dollars a month. Yeah. Now they're busing kids in middle school to these conferences because they've gotten so, you know, technology like advanced yeah. that they're they're writing code, they're programming. Yeah. And Google's not not dumb at all. Right. They're like, hey, we're gonna start recruiting these kids when they get older. Yeah. And there you go. So, well, I'm sure it's beneficial for them to see even their perspective now because yes, technology things are changing so rapidly. Whether it's a social media platform or technology, like I, I mean, if, with some of our teenagers, it's like I can I see myself like okay, I really need to listen to what they're saying and what they're doing and what they're into because it's really easy for me, someone that's older, just to be like okay, this is this is the lane right now. Whether it's technology or social media, and then just stay there, and then it passes you up you know right so i'm sure even for google like even just getting their perspective you know of how they're seeing things and to kind of know because because really the name of the game is knowing where things are going you know right the whether it's in, especially as an entrepreneur if you can if you can have your if you can see where things are headed and put yourself in the right position um that's really the key to it a lot of times well even with our instructors with kids at code you know all of these game developers both men and women Every single one of them are self-taught. Yeah. yeah. They learned when they were in middle school because they were it was fun. Right. And they started learning. And now they're in that industry and, and going to college. So that's really where it's at. Those are the ones who can take initiative. Yep. Uh, and these are these are students that I'm seeing in my class that are taking initiative saying, hey, I, I, I think I need to know more. Yeah. And even though they are this Internet generation, they still want to have face-to-face -face classes. I'd say like 80% of them still want a teacher, a professor teaching to them, yeah. not necessarily on a video screen, but in class. Yeah. Is, uh, at Cal State, are you guys 100% virtual this semester? 100%. Yeah. We, since since uh, uh, last, uh, yeah. last quarter, so to speak. So yeah, this whole year is all virtual. And who knows, we yeah. may we may roll into another virtual session depending on uh, how the how the state handles it or, yeah. or the schools handle it. Yeah. But yeah, every at this point, you know we're, we're we're putting our head down and just doing it. But I know the students really really want that that in person class. Yeah, they they they, they really really crave that. Well, 
And I think because they are so well versed in the school of YouTube, like they, it's like virtual college isn't super different than their own self teaching on YouTube. So I can see that they're like craving that more like tactile, right? Like going and parking in the parking lot and walking to class and that, yeah, I can see they I, it, want it, that it experience. It has opened my eyes up. Like I, I, for sure, I'm going to start incorporate, incorporating video uh, recorded lessons and things in my in-class. Uh, right. Because I never did that. It was always a separation. It's like you either had like an online class right. or you did in-class. Right. But now I see the, the value of of recording certain lessons so that they can go back to because just like right. YouTube you replay those things right. and you catch things you learn new new things that you kind of missed uh, and I think that's the way I'm going to do it myself personally moving forward yeah I can see that because and then I start creating a library of videos so yeah I could be the the, the professor just goes up there and just knows it off the top of my head and I'm just reciting stuff. But I think it's just better to, you know, kind of get these videos out there. Yeah. And then as things change, you know, start redoing them. But at least I have a library I can just plug in there. and Okay, guys, watch this. Yeah. yeah. And that's yeah. really going to be part of their homework. Yeah. Is watch this video. Well, and using them supplementally. Yes. Too. Yeah, yeah, it's huge. That. Exactly. So where can people find all your stuff right now? Online? Right now, the the since we haven't launched anything officially, uh, even the YouTube channel yet, uh, they can go to our website. It's mistapat, M-I-S-T-A-P-A-T <laughs> dot O-R-G. Yeah, so mistapat. Yeah, I'm I'm old school from uh, South Central Los Angeles. I so love it's it. not Mr. It's Mr. <laughs> mistapat. Yeah, so if you go to uh, M-I-S-T-A-P-A-T dot org go to that website it's all there laid out all the things that we're going to do and pretty soon you're going to see mr pat and when your kids run up to you and they say uh mommy daddy check out mr pat and you're like that's old news i i knew i've been known about this dude right yeah so yeah i'm, I'm looking forward to it yeah that's amazing we can't wait to see it thanks so much for coming in and thank you appreciate story. it I'm, I'm this glad. was a blast yeah. i loved it absolutely We'll do it again too. Awesome, yes. I definitely got to revisit. Yeah. Awesome. There you go. Then just look at me. Love it. That's perfect.